of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Well, today is the last Sunday of the church year. And so we recall this day that the time of the church on earth will end. And Jesus will return. So the theme of today focuses upon the return of Christ, the end times, and the final judgment. Today's gospel lesson picks up where last Sunday's left off as Jesus was telling his disciples those gloomy signs of the end. Wars, tribulation, earthquakes, families torn apart, and persecution. Jesus described a horrible time, which sounds pretty familiar to our time. And really, it describes every generation ever since Jesus ascended. Because when have there not been signs of war or disasters or disrupted families and persecution? The signs of the end are undoubtedly upon us today. But when have they not been? If you've ever thought that this generation is the worst, that things have never been so bad, then you'd be right. The signs of the end have always been around since Jesus spoke these words, but with each passing generation, the world does get worse. As we inch toward the end, the world groans in anticipation for Christ's return, and so Christians fervently pray, come Lord Jesus, come quickly. Mark 13, today's gospel. After that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Christians have a unique worldview. So a worldview is the lens through which we interpret all of reality. We hold the Christian worldview not because we like it or because we think it's effective or logical, but we hold it because it's true. It is revealed to us by the Lord through his word, so our worldview comes exclusively from him. In this worldview, we know that the universe, the heavens, and the earth were intentionally created by God's spoken word. He did it on purpose. And each of us exists not by accident, but by the intentional gift and purpose of God. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He knows the hairs on your head. He sustains us as we live in this world. He causes the sun to rise and the rain to fall, and he puts food in our bellies. And on the last day, Jesus will return for the final judgment. Heaven and earth will be destroyed, as our gospel lesson says. And he will bring about a new heaven and a new earth, as we sang in the intro from Peter. We will stand for the judgment, but we will stand not on our own sins or works, but we will stand covered in the holiness and righteousness of Jesus, and so we will stand 
unafraid. Things are not spinning out of control, heading towards some inevitable disastrous nuclear holocaust or global warming-induced glacier melt. Now those things may happen, but it is God who determines the end, and it will be on purpose, and by Him alone, He is in control. Now to picture the Christian worldview, you might imagine that you woke up on a train. I tried to use this picture for the day school chapel this week and they seem to like it, so we'll try it on you again today. So imagine you wake up on a train. You don't know how you got on the train. You don't know where the train started, how long you've been on the train. You don't know where it's going. And the train seems to be going out of control. It's completely dark in the train as the lights kind of flicker on and off. You look around, you can see all the people on the train are scurrying around afraid. As you try to look outside the windows, it's dark in the train. But as the lightning flashes outside, you can see the trees whizzing by. You can tell that this train is going out of control, rapidly going around the turns. It feels like the train's about to come off the tracks. You can look out the window as the lightning flashes. You see the steep ravines. You see the cliffs. You see wild beasts and storms raging, completely out of control and afraid. It's a bumpy ride, much to be afraid of in the train. Then someone comes and taps you on the shoulder. It's the conductor. He, unlike everyone else, is calm and collected. It's okay, he says. I know it seems like things are chaotic, seems like things are running out of control, and it seems like the train's going to fall off the track. But I know what I'm doing. I started this train down the track. I know where it's going. I know when and where it will stop. You don't know, and you don't need to know. Just know that everything is under control, that you are safe, and you'll be just fine. That is the Christian's worldview. We have the stability of knowing the beginning. We know where we came from. We know the end. We know how this thing ends by our Lord. And we know that our Lord, our Good Shepherd, is with us, sustaining us along the way. And while we wait for his return, he gives us a warning. From today's Gospel, concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or when the cock crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. Four times he says, stay awake. So what's that all about? Stay awake, or stay alert, stay alive, look alive, as the Greek kind of literally says. You might say, keep your head on a swivel. A lot of times football coaches will warn their players as they're running to go tackle the guy carrying the ball. You gotta keep your head on a swivel. If you're only watching the guy with the ball, just when you think you're gonna tackle him, you're gonna get blindsided by somebody else, they're gonna knock you on your back. So you have to look around at your surroundings. But if you're only looking at the people around you, you're going to not watch the guy with the ball and you're going to miss him. 
And so you have to be moving toward the guy with the ball, but also mindful of your surroundings, with your head on a swivel, you would say. That is, we have to be moving toward the Lord's return. We know it's coming. We're moving toward it, and yet our eyes aren't fixed only on that. Otherwise, we get blindsided. That's our life of staying awake, keeping alert. We live in anticipation of the return of Christ, and we know that the signs of the end are upon us. We don't ignore it. We don't live our lives as though there is no final judgment, there is no return of Christ, as though the world would continue forever, or that this world is spinning out of control towards some self-inflicted environmental meltdown. Stay awake, he says. He is returning soon. But we don't get so immersed in anticipation of it that we ignore what's around us. We have to keep our head on a swivel. Mark 13, it's like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. The one who returns is not angry with you, but he has instead honored you to be his servant. The Jesus who returns on the last day has nail holes in his hands and scars on his back. It's the Jesus who loves you and died for you. He gives us work to do while we wait for his return, while we stay awake. We are mindful of our neighbor in this life, and we serve our neighbor each day. Luther once said that if he knew that the world was ending tomorrow, he would plant an apple tree today. Though even though we might know the world's ending tomorrow, you still have to live every day for today as though it's not ending tomorrow. We live our life in anticipation for Christ's return. But while we wait, we serve our neighbor in our vocations today. We keep our head on a swivel. You've been specifically placed into this world with a task before you. We call them your vocations. As the Lord's servant, you've been given to serve your neighbor in whatever vocation you find yourself, in your family, your community, your job, and all the rest. And yes, as we serve, we sin in our vocations as we wait for Jesus. Husbands sin against their wives, wives against their husbands, children against parents, parents against children, citizens being disrespectful, those in authority abusing their authority to control and manipulate others with power not given by their Lord. Yes, we sin in our vocations. And so, as Jesus says, we stay awake. We stay awake in repentance, daily turning from sin to his forgiving gospel as he calls us back to his name to receive his supper that strengthens our faith and forgives our sins. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will not. His word that he has joined to us, that makes us holy, that abides with us in all things, will not pass away. Jesus may come back tomorrow, but we stay awake today in service and repentance. We're not running around despairing and fearful of the end times, and we're not ignoring or denying it. But each of us, knowing that the Lord who returns has died for us and loves us, we serve with joy and freedom, staying awake by the gospel of sins forgiven. In the name of Jesus, amen.
We stand and turn to our bulletin on page 14 for prayer. <clears throat> 